You hear me say it each week. There are tons of great shirts over at LoisRules.com, and a lot of those shirt designs are on even more things at BoxAgimmicks.com, the official store of What Happened When and all of Conrad's ad-free show podcasts. What kind of things you may ask? You got coffee mugs, hoodies, tall sizes, tumblers, and stickers. We got Dave Silva's cover art on posters. Heck, we even got a What Happened When dog bowl. One of the best ways to support the show is to pick up a shirt at lewisrules.com or a gimmick at boxagimmicks.com. You'll be glad you did. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dip twinkle twinkle rose is here. But time is already running out because the brand new color sells out each year. Don't miss out. Imagine on Valentine's Day when she opens this really cool gift box and out slides a blue rose trimmed in gold. You know, the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets, and you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. It's breathtaking. Go now to see this real 24-karat gold rose deeply dipped in pure 24-karat gold with petals in this unique and dazzling blue color that mimics the stars in the sky. Exclusively available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Real jewelers, real roses, really dipped in pure 24-karat gold with a real lifetime guarantee. It's always the number one Valentine's Day gift that lasts forever. It comes with your own free personal love note and ships fast and free to the real love of your life, your wife, daughter, or sweetheart. And it says, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Check out the entire collection of Stephen's famous roses. Roses started only $59. Go right now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Thank goodness 2020 is finally behind us. Unfortunately, a lot of us put Christmas on a credit card and those bills, well, they're still in front of us. Here's a pro tip for you. Don't make a new year's resolution to save money. Just head over to SaveWithConrad.com right now. We make saving money fast and easy. Just ask Benji in Louisiana. He left us a five-star review and wrote, why did I wait so long? Process was very easy. No hard sell signed closing documents at my kitchen table. What about Jared up in Beeville, Texas? He says this was a quick and easy process. First family was very helpful and easy to communicate with. They always got back to me in a timely manner. I would recommend first family to anyone. What about William in Gallatin, Tennessee? He says it was great working with Jimmy and the rest of Conrad staff at first family who knew listening to grilling Jr. and something to wrestle could save me over 130 grand and seven years off of my loan with almost no increase in payment. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. And here's the thing. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And we're licensed in more than 40 states. So what are you waiting for? If you've got credit card debt, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much. Find out right now for free and keep more of your own money at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Hurry to savewithconrad.com right now. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad 
Nation. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Army, the Bunkhouse Stampede. Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and first North, they win, look, Shivani's back again. World title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow. Under Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a lot, try not to laugh, Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man. Quad like Bill, make a chair. Tommy, come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co-host, Hey Hey. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? It's another grand day of doing World Championship Wrestling 1986. Thanks for the feedback, Conrad. I hope you're doing well, too, buddy. Man, I'm uh, I'm happier than a puppy with two Peters. So happy to be here with you. I've fallen in love with 1986 in multiple ways now. You and I haven't talked about this, but this past week, the network loaded wrestling challenge, the old syndicated show from the WWF. And they put up a bunch of 1986 episodes from September to November. And that was like pre my fandom. So I never saw any of that stuff. So I just doubled down dude. And over the course of a three day period, I saw them all and it was just fantastic. You saw so many cool debuts and you know, early beginnings of so many great characters and, and, and feuds and rivalries that I was familiar with, but to actually see it unfold was awesome. I'm saying all that to say, Tony, I've often said here on the show, Oh, my favorite years were 89 and 97. Well, that's because I lived them of course, but dude, going back just week by week and watching 86 WWF, it was almost as fun as watching Crockett with you, dude, this, this is a great year to be a wrestling fan. And, uh, we're going to keep that tradition going today for world championship wrestling. We're doing a weekly episodic journey here. And today is January 25th, 1986, Tony, pretty pumped about this. You know, uh, 1986 was not only a great year to be a wrestling fan. It was a great year to be alive. It was a great year to be, uh, for me to be, uh, you know, starting a family, right? Uh, I, uh, entertainment wise, there were wonderful movies out in the eighties. Eighties was just a great era. And, and I still to this day, think eighties music is the best music out there overall, uh, both, uh, pop music, rock music and country and Western. Um, there were some great things. So I, I just love the eighties. I love everything about it. And you go back and you look and you remember like we do now the WWF or E stuff back then that was not shot on in the arenas that was shot in like Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Right. Was that still back then? Yeah. The old studio stuff back then. Well, I mean, they're bouncing around a little bit, um, but yeah, it's, it's not, I did see some Bethlehem stuff, which I'm, uh, you know, that's pre me, but I was still excited to see. Sure. Sure. Loved all that old stuff. And, uh, the, the good news is that when you're a wrestling fan, that stuff never really loses its steam. I, I talked about this on, um, uh, just a little bit on, on AEW uh, dynamite the other week about how modern wrestling has changed compared to what 
we grew up with, what sure. I grew up with. And, but even though it has changed and even though I do like what I'm seeing now, I still love the old stuff. And I think what makes the old stuff great is the promos. And, and, and that's yeah. kind of what these shows are about. We, we talk during the wrestling matches, but we, we, uh, we duck out during the promos, let you listen to the promos. And those are the things that drove you to the arenas. And those are the things that made wrestling special. And I, I tell kids like this all the time. They, they learn how to wrestle. They go to all these wrestling schools. That's great. But you need to learn how to talk. Right. And I think we saw the other day on, which I thought is cool, uh, on AEW Dynamite. I know I'm doing a lot of promoting of my own product, but fuck it. It's our podcast. Uh, that the, the Young Bucks did a promo on Don Callis, and it was good. It was really good. And to me, that was every bit important as, as Nick and Matt doing all those high flying tope suicidas or whatever they do spots that they do, which are wonderful, but you got to talk, man. And so today now we're going to hear from Magnum TA, uh, which is good. Uh, we're going to hear from Arn Anderson, which is obviously always great. Ric Flair twice on this one. Well, well, there you go. Uh, Dusty Rhodes and, and Jim Cornette, you know, the guys who can talk. We're also going to hear from the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, which, and, and I want to talk about it after, uh, after he talks, because I love Manny. Manny and I really got along, but you couldn't always understand what Manny was talking about. His, his interviews kind of went in the circle. Well, but so did Roddy Piper's and you know, that's, right. that, that's okay. Sometimes like, I know that that makes no sense for me to say that's okay sometimes, but what we're looking for is enthusiasm and excitement and yes. some, something that grab us and make us gravitate towards it. And sometimes guys can do that. And it doesn't really make sense. By the way, one of the dusty lines in here, boy, it's going to get a pop from the crowd. I don't know that you could necessarily do it in 2021. Uh -huh. Dude, he was on brand for the time because you get such a reaction from the crowd that, you know, oh, he hit a nerve there. Uh, this is such a great show. I, I got to tell you, I, I get so excited just the night before you and I sit down to do these because I watch these episodes because in all honesty, I've seen clips of 86, a ton of clips of 86, but I've never seen all of this stuff. Whereas when you and I go back and I'm showing you an old ECW pay-per-view, I lived it. I was watching at the time and you know, I was knee deep in the newsletters and blah, 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 but not the case here for 86. So I'm having as much fun as you are, dude. This is such a great time to be a wrestling fan. And I wasn't even a fan yet, but it's great to go back and watch it with you. Yeah. Matt Shivani has been watching it. Uh, and Matt, uh, has been doing watch alongs and he, he sent me a, a text last night. He watched a couple of them. He said, I'm just absolutely loving 86. I wish I was a wrestling fan back then. It wasn't Matt Shivani was four years old back then. Yeah. Now he texted so, me the same thing. He said, dude, I feel like I've lived a lot my whole life. Yeah. You know, right. because he, he was raised to be a fan of a different era and I get it. This is sort of pre him. And I think a lot of our listeners, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing that feedback a lot, dude, where they were like very critical of our decision to start 86, but now they're knee deep and loving it. And we're just in January guys, like next month, the big gold belt's going to debut later this year. The Magnum crash is going to happen. There's a lot of great stuff that's going to happen, including as we teased at the end of last week's show, some occasional run-ins from David Crockett. You and I are going to circle up with a three-way call this week and pin down the first time we can actually do that for one of these episodes. But he's as excited to go back and talk about the good old days as we are. And the idea that you get to put those two iconic voices together. 
you know, to make a more modern comparison, this would be like, if you had, you know, Jerry, the King Lawler and Jim Ross sit down and watch 1997 raw together. That'd be yeah. like, what the fuck? This is awesome. Well, we're yeah. doing it from 11 years prior with David Crockett and Tony Schiavone. Dude, this is going to be fun. Can't wait. And for the, all of you guys who, uh, who had opinions about not liking it, uh, I, I get it. For all of those who were adamant and said unkind things on this, on Twitter, about uh, not liking it and saying unkind, unsavory things, uh, fuck you. I'm, I'm in big-time <laughs> block mode now. Kiss my fucking ass. Kiss my dog's fucking ass. Okay. Uh, Tony, they came around. Nobody who's listened to this, what we're doing, doesn't like it. They're all back well, in. There, there's, there's always pieces of shit out there. Uh, and, and that's the, that's the, uh, that's, that, that is the one terrible thing about Twitter. Well, look at there. Me and Britt hey, Baker. Can I ask you a question before we get going? And yes, boys and girls, this is still a watch along, but believe it or not, even though Tony and I are best of friends, this is usually our chance to catch up. <laughs> we do it with you here as an audience. Right. Um, hypothetically, did you give anybody gift cards in AEW with the, what happened when logo on them? No. Okay. Well, don't do that. Apparently it will become a news cycle and, uh, people will report that Tony Giovanni gave gift cards, but people like the amount side. That's not the issue. The issue was it had the, what happened when podcast logo on the envelope. What? 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 No, wait a minute. I, I didn't do that. I know Bruce Pritchard did. And he got a whole news cycle out of it. Oh, and I'm okay. like, boy, the less the takeaway there, if I'm Bruce and I haven't talked to Bruce about it. My, my takeaway, if I was Bruce would be no more fucking gift cards. You fucks like yeah. <laughs> he ordered a bunch of gift cards and just happened to slide it in his personal stationery. which by the way, uh, his stationery has always said something to wrestle, right? Always. And it's yeah. because that's what Paul Bosch's stationery said. So like back in the day, pre email, pre faxes, motherfuckers wrote letters. And Paul Bosch's would say from the desk of Paul Bosch, here's something to wrestle with. And that was on the top of the letterhead. And then he would write his note, drop it in the mail. Well, Bruce thought that was the coolest thing ever. So when I sure. met Bruce for the first time, Bruce had a little notepad in his briefcase, Bruce Pritchard from the desk of Bruce Pritchard. Here's something to wrestle with. So when we started a podcast, it became the no brainer. Well, now these fucking goofs online in a desperate attempt to get clicks, he gave everyone gifts. Oh, other, but nobody else gave gifts, but he did, but he used his podcast logo, buddy. It said something to wrestle with for decades. Yeah. Well, Hey, the takeaway from that is, is this, is that, uh, uh, this Twitter and even Facebook and to a lesser degree, Instagram, which is a pretty cool thing, right? By the way, uh, has given worthless pieces of shit, a forum for their, for their opinion. Well, it's, it's also proven that literally anything we do here becomes newsworthy. Like you admitted last week on the show, when we talked about, dude, you sent a tweet out, everybody was checking on you oh. You're like, oh yeah, my neck and my, or my back and my knee. Mm -hmm. Well, it made the observer this week, dude. <laughs> Did it really? It made the observer. Tony Schiavone has been experiencing uh, knee and back pain. And I'm like, holy shit. Well, of course, when it's in the observer immediately, 24 hours later, all these fucking scoops, McGee's all over line online. They're like Tony Schiavone's in severe pain in his back and knee. And it's like, we talked about this on a podcast a week ago. You didn't have to yeah. wait 
and rip off Dave. But e- either yeah. way though, when you have a hurting knee, it's fucking news. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. No more of that. No more of that. When, when, when Tony Schiavone expires, there'll oh. be nothing to, there'll be nothing about it from me online. Well, it'll be hard for you to tweet from the grave. I'll give you that. You never know. Some of the tweets that I read are p- from people whose minds are already dead. Hey, did we ever talk about, um, no, we haven't. I saw a great shoot interview clip the other day and it wasn't really a technical sit down shoot interview, but it was a fantastic clip from Tracy Smothers, uh, our mm. great late, great friend here on the show. And we just thought the world of Tracy. So when I saw a clip of Tracy, I said, I'm going to watch this. So he talks about when he goes to the WWF in 1996, they were doing a gimmick with the body Donna's where Sonny was no longer there. Like they were feuding with Sonny. So because they're feuding with Sonny, they have a dude dress up in drag and calls himself cloudy. So <laughs> as a way to rib Sonny on camera, it's a whole thing. It's a good, a good angle. But you, you got to remember, lot, not a lot of cross-dressing in wrestling in 1996. So anyway, apparently when Tracy goes back, they're all sitting around in the back shooting the shit, and Undertaker is really healing on the guy. Just saying, oh, what a disgrace this is, and I can't fucking believe that you know, this is what we're doing, and just burying the guy doing the cloudy gimmick. And he says something like, I guess some people will do anything to get in the business these days. And Tracy looks at him and says, yeah, man, how long you been dead now? And he could tell with the way the undertaker reacted, he was buried right away. Like, (laughs) oh, that was a mistake. Need to rewind that one. But it fucking made me laugh. And I thought, boy, I bet Tony's never heard this story, but he'll get a kick out of it. That's tremendous. All right, listen, enough filibuster. Let's get to serious business. Let's watch some world championship wrestling from January 25th, 1986. But before we do, Tony, let's update the internet. How's your back? How's your Um, back? Okay. My back is, is okay. My knee is still bothering me, uh, but I'm going through physical therapy for that. I, uh, I don't know. I I thought by now it would be okay. I I thought by now it would be great. I thought by now it would be fine because I'm going, but it's not. And, um, and and because of that, normally I, I, this is for the internet. Okay. This is for all you scoops McGee who have no life Uh, because of that. Uh, I, I did not fly. I did not drive to Jacksonville this time. I took an airplane to Jacksonville. I flew to Jacksonville. You haven't Instead flown a lot during the pandemic. Is this like your third flight? Maybe it's really, it's it was actually my second flight during the pandemic. How was um, it? It was fine. It, it was fine. You got to keep your mask on going through the airport, which I'm cool about. You got to keep your mask on, on the airplane. Uh, if you, uh, upgrade, which I normally upgrade, uh, then you're, you're going to, you're not going to sit beside anybody unless it's like a member of your family. And, um, and it's, it's great. I, I sit on the plane, uh, right behind the legendary doc gallows. Who's, uh, who's been known to get, uh, some people on this, uh, on this podcast, very, very drunk at times. That's, that's I, not, that's not inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, most people who know doc realize that anybody near him is going to get drunk. Yep. Uh, accurate. the thing about it is uh, doc can, because of his size, 
can drink like a case of beer and probably not feel anything. He FaceTimed me at like one forty-five in the morning about three weeks ago. Right. And it just so happened because my whole family was sick. I was awake. Yeah. And I was, because I was in take care of family mode, sober Job. Yeah. He was not. And it was our best conversation about wrestling ever. Yeah. He's cool. And you know, now that he's been with us for a couple of weeks, we always, uh, we always have uh, food and drink after the show. And, uh, I, I usually don't, uh, drink after the show because I've got a show the next time. I don't want to feel like shit. I can't tolerate the alcohol like drunks, like him and you can. Right. Well, uh, we play pro in fairness. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, it's my age and I realized because of my knee and my back, uh, that my age is really catching up with me, uh, pain wise, but I'm going to plow through it. I'm going to get back on the Peloton, I think, and try to, uh, get some of the, uh, uh, stuff out of my knee. So for, uh, all you, uh, guys who, who run these, uh, one off, I'm sorry, probably 10 off internet sites. Uh, there's my update for the day. Thank you for covering that. Uh, and also I hope that, uh, when my Kickstarter gets going for the graphic novel, I hope you will cover that as well. Hey, you know what? We can talk about that. Uh, do you want to do that now? Or do you want to do it at the end of the show? Cause I do want to update everybody as to what we're doing there. Yeah, we can do it at the end of the show, but I do have a graphic novel at nob- novel, novel. Uh, that a kick novel that a Kickstarter is going to start in March. I'm very excited about it. I got some great people working on it. Uh, even though David Silva is working on it and Mike Dawkins are working on it. There's some great people working on it. Well, let, let me tell you, it's going to have great graphics and you're going to be billed a lot. That's what I can confirm mm-hmm. with working with both of those guys. Your graphics yeah. will look great. If Silva's mm-hmm. involved, there yeah. will be a comma in your bill. Mm-hmm. If the gimmick attorney is involved, mm-hmm. probably two commas with the gimmick attorney. If it's two commas, we need to sell a lot of these novels. Now, let me ask, <laughs> did you come up with this idea for a novel in a restaurant? Uh, no, I went to a theater. And came up with it. Hey, um, before we get going, I realize I've said that a few times, but we just got a lot of house cleaning to do, uh, or housekeeping to do. Can we get a spoof, a parody song, if you will, you know, since you've got knee and back pain instead of my neck, my back, like my knee, my knee, my back, all you ladies pop your don't miss. Just do it. Like, do it. Where's Matt Coon when you it, need him? Do it, do it now. Okay, so you can uh, put that. You can right cut now. that. I, uh, Matt Coon, I guess, is doing much better, right? Hey, man. Successful surgery. He kicked out two and a half. Uh, he had to have, uh, well, it's not my business to share. But let's just say this. The group chat was worried. We were concerned. And uh, tired dismay, he made it. So. Uh, shout out to Matt Coon, who's laid up now, probably wearing a fucking halo listening to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how many channels he can get on that thing. I don't know, but Matt, I do want to let you know that, uh, in, uh, in honor of you, um, uh, I, uh, when I found out that you were uh, in bad shape, I did not get up off the couch <laughs> <laughs> since I almost died and you laid on the couch of Conrad. So I stayed on the couch and looked up and said, Matt's bad shape. Okay. He'll be okay. Are you breathing? If you're breathing, you're fine, Matt. Can't be dead. If you're breathing words of wisdom from Matt Kane. That was a deep cut, Tony. And I, for one, appreciate it. It's time for me to talk about my favorite subject. No, not pro wrestling. Although I love it. As you know, it's been my life. Thanks to everybody out there. No, it's time for me to talk about my dogs. 
the bug, and Chewy. Two dogs who eat solid gold twice a day. Solid Gold, the first holistic pet food company in America, started in 1974 by Sissy McGill. She was a trailblazer, and Sissy was a pioneer who disrupted a male-dominated industry and created a natural pet food before it was cool. She was inspired by European pet food and the fact that European Great Danes live longer than their American counterparts. It's a platform that's inspired by their founding belief that high-quality food is the best way to impact our pet's mind, body, and spirit. And so, for over 45 years, Solid Gold, what we use here at the Shivani House, has revolutionized the holistic pet food category, and they have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary need. Solid Gold foods are different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods, balance with living probiotics, and fuel with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, supporting gut health and nourishing your pet inside and out. And you probably didn't know that 80% of the immune system is influenced by the gut, did you? Well, there you go. Right now, to see the Solid Gold Deal of the Week, go to solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW to see the deal of the week. Remember, solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. Hey, real quick, I want to remind you, if you've got credit card debt or if you're in a 30-year loan, savewithconrad.com can get you the best deal you've ever had. Can we get you a better interest rate on your mortgage? Absolutely. Can we help you pay your house off faster and keep roughly the same monthly payment? We do it all the time. What about credit card debt? Can we help you knock that out? 100%. We should mention we routinely help our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. Find out how much money you can save right now for free. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. We're licensed in more than 40 states. So what are you waiting for? Hurry to savewithconrad.com. NLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Seriously, let me and my staff at First Family Mortgage help you get 2021 started right and save a boatload of cash at savewithconrad.com. We've got a very special countdown today. We normally throw it to one of our top guys or low-key big hogs or glass-bottom boat riders. But today, we've got a member of the adfreeshows.com family. Couldn't do it without her. Lauren is here to do a countdown. Boys and girls, can you believe it? We're going to hear a female voice on what happened when. I mean, yeah, I want to make sure all four of you ladies are represented. And Lauren <laughs> here, she's the leader of the four horsewomen of what happened when. She's something else. She's become a good buddy. So uh, uh, without further ado, uh, get ready to. It's going to be a little bit of different countdown at the end. Uh, so listen closely. But here is our buddy. And my good friend, Lauren Yaffe, who, by the way, uh, coming up on the 28th, will host my, uh, uh, my, uh, my zoom call on ad free shows. Uh, here is Lauren with this week's countdown again, January 25th, 1986 world championship wrestling. Lauren, take it away. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Lauren Yaffe from ad free shows has a message for you. Tony Schiavone, you're an angel, it seems. You're the voice of my childhood and the nerd of my dreams. With Valentine's Day in a couple of weeks and so many nice places, you and I could have drinks. How haven't we met? We're in the same city. You bring your button, I'll bring my big ass. Three, two, one, fire. 
Drops down. That fist. A stun. Got him. Put him down on the mat. All right. Dude, that music gets me hyped. By the way, if you're not watching along with us, we saw Ron Garvin knock out four dudes in a row with the fists of stone. Uh, we're trying real hard to get Ronnie Garvin over here in early yes, 1986. We we're ending shows. We're starting shows. And here's David Crockett. It's Tony Schiavone. Tony, we've got an exciting program for it. For one thing, we have the United States heavyweight champion, Magnum T. Magnum T.A. Also, the Russians are here. Also, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. National heavyweight champion, Dusty Rhodes, and his personal baby doll. And many more. Many more. The things that people are talking about in the world of wrestling right now, the Rock and Roll Express and their ongoing feud with the Midnight Express. It seems to be fueled each and every week by none other than the manager of the Midnight Express, Jim Cornette. But how about the shot heard round the world? And we're talking about last week on this program. We saw the man just a few moments ago, Ron Garvin, what he did to the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. That's right. He hit Ric Flair. He knocked him out. And I'll tell you one thing. I felt some of those shocks. <laughs> I, I know you did. And we're going to have Ric Flair and Ron Garvin both will be here with us today. Let's bring in right now the man is a U.S. heavyweight champion. We're talking about none other than Magnum T.A. Well, thank you very much. You know, I said here a few weeks ago that I felt Nikita Koloff was a man that I was going to have to look to to defend the United States heavyweight title. He's probably the most intense man in wrestling outside of myself, but he represents the West. Well, I can honestly say now that I was very, I was very much impressed with the way the man came after me because he probably is the most devastating threat ever posed to the United States Heavyweight Championship. And if Russia thinks for one moment that I'm going to just step aside and leave this laying out for them to take, they got a whole nother thing coming. Nikita, I know it's going to be a long, long time before these series of battles are over, but I'm still standing here now. I've still got this belt, and if I have anything to do with it in the future, you're going to come nowhere close to taking this from me. U.S. Heavyweight Champion, Magnum T.A., let's go to the ring. Dude, mm. we're, we're off to a hot start. Yeah, we are, man. A, a couple of things about that interview. And I was, I was, I'm thinking about how we would structure the open of the show. There was actually no structure to the open of that show. We knew what we saw. We knew where we were going. In other words, we knew we had, had seen Ronnie Garvin. We knew we had Magnum TA and I would open up the show and I would pitch it to David and whatever David did not talk about. Okay. I would talk about. Just fill in the gaps. Right. And and we never rehearsed this. David started out by talking about a couple of things and I added rock and roll express because I knew that was one of the hot angles. Right. And, and, and we, I tell you for, uh, uh, people may have given David a lot of grief and me a lot of grief online, but the stuff that David and I were able to do working together, it just, it just really flowed. I mean, we both knew, we both knew what to, what to talk about, what to, there were no production meetings back then. And chemistry with the exception of a format, right? You guys had chemistry, right? And we just, David knew what to hit. I knew what to hit. If I, David didn't hit it, I was going to hit it. And I knew to bring in Magnum TA. And, and there's a classic thing of everybody would say, as we're seeing uh, the barbarian, just incredibly, uh, destroy George South, uh, David knew what to say. I knew what to say. And people say, Tony used to do these interviews. As you can tell, I didn't do an interview there. I said, this is Magnum TA boom. And that's all I did. I would hold the microphone for it. And then to top that off, 
How about the marks on Magnum's forehead? Could you not? Dude. I couldn't take my eyes off that. Dude, it, it, you want to talk about? I mean, it's all you can look at. It became right. that that scene in Austin Powers, mole, mole, mole. You know, the girl with the mole. You're not supposed right. to look at the mole, but you look at the mole. Well, right. The deal is, you're not supposed to be looking at this dude's forehead like this. But as he's talking, it's almost like that fucking gap so big. I'm thinking that's what's talking. It's this mm-hmm. hole in his head because he's just mm-hmm. fucking filleted himself. But mm-hmm. by the way, I mean, we see George South here. He is the WCW or, or Jim Crockett promotions, the NWA version of the Brooklyn brawler in this era. If you want to look good and you want to have somebody sell big for you, you go find George South. And, and I do think as crazy as this sounds, we've talked about it a little bit on 83 weeks. It's almost become a running gag. If you want to be over in wrestling, you got to be tan. I think that's part of the trick of being an enhancement talent. Be pale. Yeah. Because you're going to stick out and you're going to look like a goof compared to the other guy. It's such a little thing, but in a weird way, some of your best enhancement talent guys were pale ale. Mm-hmm. And now here in the modern era, we've got some of our uh, bigger stars pale like MJF. He couldn't get a tan if one was painted on him by Sherwin Williams. So, uh, but he is a piece of shit. We all know that, uh, that's another story, but yeah. Uh, and George South went on and still is, uh, become a, a tremendous wrestling, uh, trainer. Why? Because he knew how to take bumps. He knew how to sell. He knew how to make people look good. And that's, uh, that's an art in itself. By the and way, really- we, we, we were talking so much about old school stuff. Let me pitch a book here. George South has a book that's like nine or 10 years old called you don't work dad. You don't work. You wrestle. It's on Amazon. Go check it out. Dad. You don't work. You wrestle one of the unsung heroes of professional wrestling. And if you're just now becoming familiar with George's work, I wanted to give a cheap plug to his book because it is a good book. And, uh, because he wasn't necessarily the biggest name in wrestling. I don't know that people talk about it enough, but dad, you don't work. You wrestle is available on Amazon. By the way, I wanted to mention too, we had one of our listeners tweet me to say, Hey, you were talking about barbarian the other day with Tony Schiavone. How great would he have been as the other member of the Legion of doom? The idea mm. being, you know, he should have been the six man tag team partner, not dusty Rhodes. And certainly dusty was over and I know barbarian was a heel, but if you could divorce yourself from babyface heel for just a minute. With the crazy haircut, all black, red letters down the side, the face paint, big jacked up dude. Hard to argue he wouldn't have been a great third member. No, he he, he looks road warish. I yes. mean, he does. And not only that, the road warriors probably would have loved to travel with him because he truly was one of the sweetest guys ever. It is something that uh, all those, not all those, but many of those Samoans, most of them, were just the biggest badasses in the world, but behind the scenes were the nicest guys ever. Just that's par for course with my experience in wrestling. Like the guys who look like the coolest, nicest guys on TVs are fucking assholes. And right. The guys who are big shitheads on TV are great. Yeah. It was always that way. Uh, That's why look at that man. All the way across the ring. Are you kidding? Boys and girls. I know people sleep on barbarians, top rope head, but he went all the way across the ring. That was Van Dam esque, dude. I'm Mm. mean all the way across the other ring and nailed it. He's victorious. Sorry about your damn luck, Mr. Jones, but here it is again. 
Dude, it's so impressive that he could go that far. Here's this interview you were talking about with yeah. Manny Fernandez. Let's track it. Down from no one, we're talking about with us on World Championship Wrestling, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. You know, Tony Schiavone's glad to be back out here talking to you, Daddy. You know, you just saw one of the toughest guys in professional wrestling, the ball barrier. Self-proclaimed strongest guy by the weasel Paul Jones. He's got three feet to defeat him. But, Daddy, I never claimed to be one of the toughest or strongest, but I am one of the baddest. And I guarantee you that one of the biggest feats in the world is to ride this bull down. And Daddy, anytime you want to do that, it's a long, hard ride. And come here, 86, it's a self-proclaimed year of the rage, baby. And that means all you world champions, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, all you world title holders, come and get some of this, baby, because this year is the year of the bull. And I guarantee you, when the bull comes after somebody, he comes after full bore. And you know something about Hispanic people? They're very proud people, baby. I was born very proud and raised very proud. And I fought for this country because I am. A Mexican-American, I guarantee you one thing, baby. I look down on nobody. So, Barbarian, you bring on your feet. I promise you one thing. One of the baddest men in the world. Because, Daddy, at Christmas time, I get ten, not nine, Christmas cards. And I guarantee you, everyone is saying, please, sir, come ride. And I guarantee you, when the bull gets on the ride, it's a long, short way down. And I guarantee you, all my people listen. Toda la gente, pa' mi madre, yo soy mi mamá. Está enfermo ahorita, yo te voy a decir una cosa. Este mexicano va a ser el primer mexicano a ser el campeón del mundo porque yo sé que toda la raza, todos los chicanos quieren ver un chicano arriba. Este chicano va a estar arriba porque arriba es donde está. Y arriba con toda la gente van a ver. Y todos los que quieren el toro van a ver quién van a ganar. El toro y ustedes. El toro va a estar arriba. And we'll be back right after this. I, I thought the promo was okay. Yeah, but at the end, he kind of lost me with all of these Christmas cards and. Oh no! Yeah, it was out. There you know, a bit. He, he he was too much in the in the the cliches. Really. Oh, here oh, we go. Here we go. Here yeah, comes baby. the master class as we take a look yeah. at the national tag and the TV title. It can only mean one thing. It's Arn Anderson. Anderson, we're going to talk about the national tag team title in just a minute, but you are the world television champion. I know what's on your mind: the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and what we heard here last week about the boot. That Dr. Joseph Aswanek said he doesn't need anymore. Well, the bottom line is, Tony Giovanni, I bump into people in bathrooms, I bump into them in malls, restaurants, and they all keep hollering, Dusty's going to break your leg, Dusty's going to do this, Dusty's going to do that. But if you'll get a shot of my legs, they're looking way too good, just like they always are. I'm still squatting 600 pounds, so Dusty has just done what everybody else likes to do. He likes to run his mouth about what he's going to do. And as far as the national tag team titles, you know only Anderson a long time, David Crockett, I know you have. I've known him my whole life. He will be back shortly, and we will go on being a national tag team champions. But the thing that has got me ecstatic is, David Crockett, you indignant, overbearing, obnoxious individual. You have got a letter, and I want you to read it. Not you, Tony. I want David Crockett to read it. This gives me immense, immense gratification. Would you read that for me? Would you please read I'll, this for me? I'll read it. I'm beside myself. Listen to this, Dusty. All right, ladies at? and gentlemen, this letter is from the president of the National Wrestling Alliance, Bob Geiger. It's a very wordy letter. Matter of fact, it has 10 points to it. The gist of it is he is telling us that Dusty Rhodes can no longer wear the boot, the special boot, the steel-toed boot. He's saying that it is illegal for him to wear it now, that he must not. It's against the rules. They say his, his foot is healed. That is That's the ruling. It. That is the ruling. It's coming out of one of his best friend's mouth. So, Dusty, my friend, 
You can't wear that ball peen hammer on your foot anymore. You got to go back to being a regular guy and rolling that ring, hey. compete with nothing but knee pads and regular wrestling boots, and there's nothing you or right. anybody Wait else can do Wait about it. The reason he had to put that boot on is because you and your brothers and, and cousin Ric Flair and, oh, and Ole Anderson broke it, right? He had to wear. It. He had to put the boot on as because he's gutless. He's gutless. He doesn't have the guts to get in there unless he's got a weapon. Because the horrification is burned into his memory. Exactly what Flair and the Andersons did to him. I'm going to go back here and just elate in what's all happened. Right, wait a I don't before you, no, wait before you leave. I've got to say one more thing to you. All right. Make Remember, five more days, buddy. Five more days. Then it's up for grabs. There's nothing you can do about this one. Five more days. Arn Anderson, he's the world television champion, but he has five more days, or like you said, David, That's right, his yeah. national tag team titles will be taken away by the NWA. Let's go back to the ring. How fucking great is professional wrestling? It, uh, that is that all that shit's off the cuff, man. That I mean, we David, you know, he did a great job of just whatever that shitty piece of paper was, which obviously really wasn't a letter. Just did it. Let me just go name. ahead and say too, I would have bet everything I own. The horrification was not a word. <laughs> I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Miriam Webster says it is <laughs> horrification is a word. And on that note, I'm going to go elate in it. <laughs> I love Arn Anderson on promos, man. And mm-hmm. by the way, we're watching some in-ring action right now. We should at least acknowledge Ron Bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. putting a, a poor soul named Mike through the paces here, but yeah. dude, how great is Arn Anderson on, on the stick? It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. He's one of the top five of all time. Not only that, I, I do need to say in, in my defense, he talked about people that he, uh, he said in bathrooms that he meets in bathrooms and he did say restaurants. Did you know that he didn't say restaurants? Oh God. I love you. He said restaurants yourself now with that. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned how to talk. Arn Anderson. <laughs> By listening to Arn Anderson. <laughs> I'll take it. That's where my verbiage comes in. Let's give everybody uh, some context as to where we are with the touring schedule. We've had a little fun talking about that lately. The night before, you guys had a double shot. Uh, you had one crew over in uh, Johnson City, the Freedom Hall Center. It was sold out with Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes on top, the Midnights and Rock and Rolls working underneath. You also had a big show at the Norfolk Scope. Uh, that had Tully Blanchard and Jimmy Valiant on top. We had Magnum working with Nikita. Arn Anderson was in there with Ron Garvin. And of course, here we are on the 25th later this same day, we're going to have two separate shows again, uh, one in Columbus, Georgia, one in, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, of course, Greensboro being the a town there, we would see Ric Flair defeat the national heavyweight champion, dusty Rhodes by reverse decision. Rhodes originally mm-hmm. won the title and the match around the 20 minute mark after hitting flair with his cowboy boot, the referee, Tommy young, who was at ringside told referee, Sonny Fargo, what happened and Fargo changed the call. So later today on this very same day, we're going to see a dusty finish for the world title. We'll also have uh, Magnum TA who's the U S champion wrestle Arn Anderson and beat him uh, around the 20 minute mark. So as Anderson is gloating over having kept his title. The TV title was only on the line for the first 20 minutes. The right. U S title was on the line from that point on. So a nice little twist again with the TV title 
being only up for grabs for the first 20 minutes as we see Ron Bass pick up the big win here. So some mm-hmm. pretty eventful stuff happened later this same day at live events. Yep. It always does. It always does. And here's Ronnie Garvin. All in the midst of what will be referred to for a long time to come as a shot heard around the world. When Ric Flair came out here, confronted you, Ron Garvin, and then the end result, him going down with a hands of stone, out went Ric Flair, the world champion. You know, I always believe I'm in my own business. When somebody messed with me, it's a different, different, what I want to say is this here, Slick Rick, Slick Rick. Better known as Ric Flair has got a lot of problems. Everybody knows that all around the world. You know, Dusty Rhodes, risky business. Dusty Rhodes is after Ric Flair. So therefore, when I'm after you, Ric Flair, that's double risky business. Now everybody knows around the world, right on WTBS here, the Superstation, I knocked him out. Now that's very embarrassing. Now everybody knows, I know the people know and Ric Flair know that I've got his number. And I'm not talking about your phone number. I'm talking about your number because your number is going to be up pretty soon. And I'm going to say this. You better start calling somebody and start with the IRS man. And you better tell him that next year when he files income tax, you're going to be in a much lower bracket. And you won't be able to afford to pay your taxes. You better start selling your limousine and your jet plane. And you better go to the pawn shop and pawn that Rolex watch you got because I'm going to tell you something. Next year you're going to be in a much lower bracket because what you got around your waist, we're talking a half a million dollars. You're looking at a man that wants it. And I want it real bad. And when Ronnie Garvin wants something real bad, I'm like Dusty Rhodes, full of desire. And believe me, when we step in that ring, we do it right. No doubt about it. Fans all over the country, cards and letters are pouring in. That man, Ron Garvin, very well could be the next world heavyweight champion. Let's go back to the ring. What do you think of uh, Ron Garvin's vest there? <laughs> it was a, it was a, a an attempt to uh, up his game on camera which to me didn't work for him. He was a rough, tough guy. Look at Patrick Tanaka. He's a, he's a rough, tough guy who didn't need that. The sequence, right? Kind of odd. And he, uh, his, obviously his interview, his interview skills were not that good, but he came across as a, as legit tough guy. I thought it was interesting. This says you're going to Ric Flair. You're going to get a lot of phone calls from the IRS. (laughs) Well, Well, really? Life and imitates art on that one, buddy. It's like he had a crystal ball. <laughs> uh, but he used the word risky business and he got stumbled. He stumbled on somebody's words, but still it was okay. Uh, and, and I just, a couple of things on that. These interviews always bring back memories to me. And um, a couple of things, you know, uh, the cards and letters coming in, the shot heard around the world, uh, that, that, those things were just me freestyling. And I mean, those sounds that, big that, time though, dude, good job. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, th- th- no one put those in my mouth. No one said, say this, say that. And I was just able to do it. And I, I guess that's one of the reasons they liked me. Uh, and I want to uh, give a, a shout out to, uh, Ross, one of our, uh, low key big hogs on, uh, what happened when he was talking to us the other day on our Patreon zoom. And he said that he loves our 86 because, and I wrote this down because he said these words because of the richness we bring to the show with our comments and putting together the missing pieces that we didn't know back then in 86 when we were watching it. So there you go, Ross. Thanks a lot. So I told Ross, I, I would, I would write that down. Richness and missing pieces is what you're getting on what happened when. Well, it's because, you know, when we would talk about random old WCW stuff, you would say, I don't remember, but this is when you were at your peak fandom. 
mm-hmm. you know, not only are you on the show, but you're really excited to be there and really loving what you're doing at this point. It's not just a, Oh fuck, man, we're coughing on roller skates. You feel like you're in the big leagues of professional wrestling and you're a young kid, just excited to be on TV and brushing up against these stars. And so it made such an impression that even all these years later, 35 years later, you see some of this stuff and it triggers like, Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And it's made for a good show, dude. And yeah, I'm glad that oh. you're able to do it with your fucking beats headphones here. You like these beats headphones? I just, I don't know why I never noticed that you were wearing red headphones. I don't know how long you've been wearing red headphones, mm-hmm. but I nope. see you're wearing red headphones now. And I know they're okay. not beats. They're JBL. I saw you check. You wanted to make sure before you busted my balls, but yeah. you have red <laughs> headphones on. And I'm colorblind, but I can see the red headphones. Well, see, that's uh, part of what I'm doing here is like a little uh, physical therapy for your your eyes. Well, I appreciate that. Okay, that's no problem. Okay, everyone, it's time to hit pause on your playbacks. Stand by now. We'll let you know when to hit play once again. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Steven's brand new deep Navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dip. Twinkle, twinkle rose is here, but time is already running out because the brand new color sells out each year. Don't miss out. Imagine on Valentine's Day when she opens this really cool gift box and out slides a blue rose trimmed in gold. You know, the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets and you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. It's breathtaking. Go now to see this real 24 karat gold rose deeply dipped in pure 24 karat gold with petals in this unique and dazzling blue color that mimics the stars in the sky. Exclusively available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Real jewelers, real roses, really dipped in pure 24 karat gold with a real lifetime guarantee. It's always the number one Valentine's Day gift that lasts forever. It comes with your own free personal love note and ships fast and free to the real love of your life, your wife, daughter, or sweetheart. And it says, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Check out the entire collection of Steven's famous roses. Roses started only $59. Go right now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. All right, dumbasses. Get ready to resume the playback now. Yeah, I was excited about being in wrestling back then, and I was engaged, and there was never a moment that went by when I stood there and they said, we're getting ready to go to tape, you know, getting ready to go to live. There was never a moment. I was never nervous. Really, I wasn't. I was just always very, very excited appreciative excited and appreciative of my of my niche in life and i'm going to say i'm going to bring AEW into this again i'm I, there's never a moment that goes by on dynamite where i'm not appreciative of where i am in my life right now where where all the things all these things have come together starting with you and this podcast and uh getting to know tony khan and uh, and being able to work with he and uh, on and all the evps and cody and the bucks and Kenny uh, just, uh, I just, I'm very appreciative. So, uh, in, uh, years from now, when hopefully we're still doing the podcast and I'm very, very much a senior citizen and hopefully through all the Prevagen and the Nereva that I'm taking, I won't have, 
I'll be able to remember this time. I will go back and I'll look and I'll remember the things that we did in AEW. Right. The things we did in WCW, gone out of my brain. It's like uh, when you're in a car crash and you have amnesia, right? Yeah. I mean, some of that stuff in 2000, what, 99, 2000, certainly a one. We fans don't remember. We try to block out. It was just forgettable, throwaway content. It didn't leave. It didn't make this lasting impression. Not like 86 did. And I'm really excited to, by the way, Tanaka is doing a great job here. This has been a very competitive match. Yeah. We should also mention, I don't know, here in the last couple of weeks, we just had, believe it or not, I think it was the 50 year anniversary of when Ivan Koloff beat Bruno San Martino for the world wow. title in the Ma- in Madison square garden. And I know a lot of our, our younger listeners just think, uh, he's the old Russian. He's, he's the not cool one. He's not Nikita. Mm. You know, he's the Russian not named Nikita. And I get that. Right. But once upon a time, dude, when, when Bruno was like the Hulk Hogan of wrestling, I mean, year after year, after year, after year, he's the top guy mm-hmm. and it wasn't close. Ivan Koloff beat him in Madison square garden to become the I, WWF world champion. That's something else, dude. Ivan Koloff was a big time heel back then. Yeah. And, and I think if I'm right, and there's a Russian sickle, which should end it. I think if I'm right, Ivan dropped the title to Pedro Morales. Um, and I've, I've seen that and it was, it was quite, it was a Madison square garden where it always happened. Uh, and I, we got flair coming up here. I want to finish that thought after, after Ric Flair, but uh, yeah, we'll come back to Ivan and Pedro, but we don't yeah. want to miss the nature boy. Am I hot for days or is it just my imagination? I mean, here I am, styling, profiling, custom-made, from head to toe, and I run into a little 18-year-old girl in the parking lot that says, please, nature boy, take off your sport coat, pretend, pretend like you're wearing a pair of blue jeans like Magnum and the Rock and Roll Express, and show them this one time. Huh? That's right. I tell you what I'm gonna do for the girls one day. I'm gonna put on a pair of blue jeans and I'm gonna show you why Slick Rick and Space Martin are synonymous. You understand? Woo! Now, Ronnie Garver walks out here, the shot heard round the world. Garvin, I've said it before, woo, in the words of the great Art Anderson, the odds of you knocking me out, brother, are astronomical. You had something in your hand? Here it is right here. This is it, Ric Flair. Look at that back, huh? Look at that latch spread. Now, Garvin don't look too tough right there, does he, huh? What do you have in your hand? You have a shoe. What are you going to do with what the shoe? Body. See, outside interference, right? The beef is between Garvin and I. What and are the then, other two guys in there? Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson also in there. The beef was between Garvin and I. Tully and Arn. Hey, what happened, Rick? I didn't see anything. Did you? All I see is Garvin sitting on top of me after he hit me with a foreign object. Huh? Did you see the punch? Yes. You saw the punch. You know David Crockett? To say... Well, you guys are really trying to embarrass the nature boy today, huh? Rick, you know, this happened last week, and we do need to show that. together this film clip, hey, huh? What, did you slip and fall down then? <laughs> David Crockett, I don't slip and fall down. Well, I happened? represent the greatest wrestling organization right. in the world. You do? And I don't blame you for trying to embarrass me because I've gotten to the point in my career where I'm so great 
and so good that once in a while you got to show the people that I am an average human being on my worst day. So Garvin, you might have hit me with a good shot. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. The point is, Ronnie Garvin, you can tell them all that you're ready to be the world champion, but until you walk that aisle and knock the cock of the walk off, you're just a top contender. Dusty Rhodes, no more boot. Huh? Now think about this, girls. That means if I'm in Greenville, if I'm in Philadelphia, huh? if I'm in Orlando or Daytona Beach, if I'm right here in Atlanta, you girls, if you see me passing in the left lane, you turn that car out, you get in line, you might have to wait in line, but sooner or later, the world champion will make you what you've always wanted to be, a big girl. Garvin, Dusty Rhodes, your history. You know, every time I see myself on camera, man, I just get, woof. I actually find myself getting better looking every day of my life. Don't try to wrap me up. Woo! I'm out here. Tony Schiavone, you tell your wife I said hello, brother. Let's go to the ring. Can we just shut the show down? Can we just shut the show down? My God, we will never see a better promo on uh, this show. What a fucking promo, dude. Oh, man. God. And people always ask, how did you keep a straight face? I think you noticed there. I didn't always keep a straight face. No, you did not. How could you not? Right. I, I would smile a lot of when he would say some outrageous stuff, I would smile and look at David as as there was one time I did that. So yeah, that's why we made money back then guys and gals. That's why we made money. Not, not the wrestling you're seeing right here, but the promos that we did. That's why I made it now uh, very quickly. I think if I'm right, I haven't dropped the title to Pedro Morales in Madison Square Garden, and I saw that footage. And as we know, Bruno was a big legend because he was an Italian-American. Uh, Pedro was a Puerto Rican, and there's a big Italian fan base in New York City and a big Puerto Rican fan base. And you need to take a look at what happened when Pedro won the title, how the, the fans were going so crazy and the police were in the ring. It looked like a big-time a big time sports event. We don't see that anymore. Right. And I remember looking at it thinking, man, that made it real. Just the end of that, the scene with the police and everything. I, I wish we, we still did, you know, and in boxing, they do that. They fill up the ring with a lot of hanger honors. It I know felt that. like a happening is your point. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I wish we still did that. We should mention uh, too, you know, you brought it up, but Vince senior really believed in promoting, um, nationalities. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that was a, a big piece of what he's doing. And years ago, I was watching a UFC with Kevin Sullivan. And of course, in the UFC, they do a tail of the tape and they show your, your country of origin, you know, your flag or whatever. And he said, oh, so they're just ripping off Vince. And I, I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, Vince senior used to promote, you know, Vince senior used to <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> He made a great point though, that the UFC is really trying to show, Hey, we're a global thing, blah, blah, blah. But it gave, it gave fans someone to pull for, especially in a melting pot, like New York city. I I do want to put over Ivan again here just for a moment. Buddy Rogers is the first WWF champ. I think most everybody knows that, but then Bruno San Martino was the champ for 2000 
803 days. Wow. Let me put that in perspective. He won the belt in May of 63 and he dropped it on January 18th, 1971. He was champ from 63 to 71 y'all. So when somebody beat him, it's a fucking massive deal. And that somebody is Ivan Koloff. And to your point, three weeks later, he dropped it to Pedro Morales and Morales was champ for uh, over a thousand days. So another really, really long run with Pedro, but still the guy to knock off the guy, you know, we talk about what a big deal it was for the undertaker streak to end. Mm -hmm. Hey man, fuck one match for 20 years. We're talking every day for eight years. It's unbelievable when you think it about is. what a it run is. Bruno had and Ivan knocked him off. So I just wanted to add some context to some of our younger listeners who probably see Ivan and think, okay, so that's, that's the not Nikita Russian. Yeah. Right. We're going yeah. to a commercial break here on the show after we just saw Manny Fernandez pick up the win and we're back with the American dream. Here we go. This is one of the best promos you'll ever hear heard about that letter from Bob Geiger, Dusty, about that group and what Arn Anderson had to say about that. Well, you know, that's the first thing on my mind is the steel toe boot was used for protection of my ankle, broken at the hands of Ole Anderson, Iron Anderson, and the Nature Boy Rick Flair. What astonishes me more than anything in the world is the Nature Boy coming out here. I don't know if he wants to dance, if he wants to sing, if he wants to talk about whatever he's talking about. When ladies pull down the left side, I go down the right side. You understand? I'm a wondering too. I'm a wondering just how really shot on it you are. You understand what I'm saying? I've heard a lot about it. In a world that's got a lot of rain in it, every once in a while you need somebody to keep that home fire burning. I've been in the greatest. See, I'm the only one standing out here with a good looking woman. You're talking about it. I don't see no good looking women here. Tell that Blanchard left a good looking woman and run around with a man. Now tell me what that means. When you want to talk about the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and what's going on in wrestling, Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Iron Anderson, you go ahead because I'm the one standing with Miss Pretty. I'm the one being pretty. I'm the one now. You tell, let me tell you something, Bob Geigel. Bob Geigel, if you're out there in your home somewhere sitting on your big carcass, sending letters telling Dusty Rhodes can't wear no boot, you know what I think of the National Wrestling Bob Geigel? me of an old school stand, you understand? When I stole Corrine Cunningham way back from an old boy that couldn't handle her, I looked at him and I said, you know what, son? I got two words for you. Bula Bula. And that's what it's all about. Baby, I'll tell him that. That's right. The National Wrestling Alliance and Jim Crockett Promotions trying to tell Dusty Rhodes what to do is definitely risky business. You know it, Bubba. The National Heavyweight Champion, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, with Baby Doll. Let's go to the ring. Dude. <laughs> bula Bula. So good. Are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> and uh, Tully Blanchard stopped hanging around the woman and hanging around the guy. What's that all about? Oh, God. Dude. And now we uh, see the Rock and Roll Express. You want to talk about the hits? Let's just talk mm-hmm. about what all we've seen so far today. Magnum TA, Arn Anderson, the whole boot thing. We're really establishing that Ryan Garvin is one of the top guys. We not only saw 
various clips of him knocking people out with the punch to start, but they really showed flair being carted out. Flair cut a promo of a lifetime. Dusty's done it. And now the rock and roll express and what's next. Jim Cornette, dude, the hits keep on coming. You guys were loaded for bear here. We had the best man. We had, we had a great, a great television show. We did. We had a great wrestling television show. You know what? I knew it. Uh, maybe I, I didn't know it. Uh, maybe there was too much a fan in me to just be excited about whom, whomever I saw, but there were, there was also, uh, you know, we've, we've seen, uh, and I don't even know if he's on the show. He may not be. Let me look ahead here, but, uh, we also saw, um, Baron Von Ratchkin on this show. Yeah. yeah he's on yeah, the he's show. On he's got a great line in here too. Yeah. So we, so what, what I'm saying is when I would see when Baron Von Raschke would show up or even the rock and roll express would show up and Jim Cornette would show up. I was so excited because I had learned about these guys through the magazines. Right. So I was a big fan seeing new talent come in. It was always a big deal for me because back when I was a fan, one of the greatest things that one of the greatest things I remember about mid Atlantic championship wrestling was Bob guy was Bob Cottle saying, uh, fans, uh, coming in pretty soon here to mid Atlantic championship wrestling superstar, Billy Graham, we'll be seeing him in action. That's all they said. Right. But for someone who looked at the magazines, that was a big deal for me. Cause I knew all these guys, right. Because I read about them. And so now I'm a fan and Jim Cornette comes in, which I'd heard about and read about rock and roll express Baron Von Raschke. I, I, I love that part of the business. I did. I, I just loved new. I love to see guys that I'd only seen in the magazines. Right. You, 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 you that feeling's gone. You'll, you'll never get that back. Um, because of the era we live in, but that was to me, one of the biggest deals about what we were doing on Saturdays. And of course, you know, that we're still in the somewhat, uh, well, we're in the arena business, but we're still somewhat in, I guess we're moving out of the regions by this, by 86. But when I first started 83, you know, regional wrestling was still a big deal. Of course it was. Yeah. And it's because of the quote unquote gentleman's agreement between many men who weren't gentlemen, but gentlemen's agreement, uh, to just, uh, promote in your territory that obviously, uh, Vince junior ended. By the way, we've got, uh, the rock and roll express here taking on Owens and Thunderfoot. We've got Nikita Koloff in, in action later, a great match with Bobby Eaton. We'll also see Ron Garvin black. Bart's going to be in there. Of course, boogie woogie Baron von Rasky is going to have a match and a hell of a promo. But Arn and Tully are going to be in here in our main event. And this is a really fun match to watch. Uh, it's not exactly a competitive match, but you know, it's against Carnoodle, Don Carnoodle and the Italian stallion, but they, they give them some time. And I was really pleased with that. But you think we've had enough great promos today? Nope. Cornette's still coming. Tully Blanchard's still coming. Really, really great stuff. And it's, it's really interesting. When you go back and you look at everybody who's on this card and you think about just where they are and what they're doing now, just what life looks like in 2021. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, wait a minute, the rock and roll express are still wrestling Mm -hmm. 35 years later, still doing their thing, still having fun, still hitting that big double drop kick. And that'll get her done. One, two, three count to a hundred. Nobody's getting up from the double drop kick, which by the way, I'm sure as a younger fan, you think. 
well, you know, that's not a Canadian destroyer, but dude, they got that double dropkick shit over. Yeah, they did. And their longevity is because they knew how to work. They knew how to protect themselves and their opponents as well. And we're coming back and you know, what's happening here. Another promo mm-hmm. this time from Jimmy Cornette. Here we go. Look mighty good out there. Oh, Tony, do it. Do something for me. Read. Well, you can, you can read, right? Yeah. You can read. Okay. Yeah. Read that right there. Cornette. Cornette. That's exactly right. Get a good close shot of that. Mr. Cameraman. This right here is an honest to goodness replica of the Cornette family history. The original, which lies in my mother's library back home in Kentucky. She sent it to me as an inspiration because you see there was a Cornette, Tony, that sold tickets to the Indians to watch the pilgrims get off the boat. And ever since, the Cornettes have always been successes. There's never been a failure in the Cornette family because we're a cut above you ordinary working class blue collar geeks. We have been successes. Number one in every chosen field, business, sports, politics, whatever. And I'm not about to be the first one to settle for second best. And my men, the Midnight Express, are going to be the first team to settle for second best. And we're the greatest team in professional wrestling. Second best to a couple of crummy punks like the Rock and Roll Express. Everybody's favorites. The mailman's hunchbacked again this week, bringing in all the letters saying, Oh, why'd you do that to Ricky? Why are you always beating on him? From 12-year-old idiots with crayons. I've told you, my secretaries are too busy to read that stuff. Mother sent this to me as an inspiration. Rock and roll, I said we were going to hurt you, and we hurt you. Get away from it. I said we're going to win the belts, and we are very soon. Believe me, because if I tell you the sun's not going to come up tomorrow, you better go out and buy you a flashlight, because I know what I'm talking about. And when I say something, it comes to pass. And Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, also, like I've said before, it's not going to be a job taking those belts away from you. It's going to be a pleasure, because I can't stand you or anything you stand for. You know the Midnight Express, the greatest team in wrestling, just like all these idiots and just like everybody else. And like I promised you, we're going to have those belts around our waist very soon. And one more thing, Tony Schiavone, I know Charlotte, North Carolina, Charlotte Magazine voted both you and Jim Crockett two of the faces to watch in 86. Well, believe me, I got my eye on you every second. Let's go to the ring. Dude. Two of the guys to watch, two of the faces to watch in 1986. Yeah, that was a shoot, actually. But I got my eye on you. That's great. And I love that line about, you know, if I tell you the sun ain't going to come up tomorrow, you better go out and buy a flashlight. It's great stuff, man. My favorite line was that their grandparents sold tickets to the Indians to watch the pilgrims get off the boat. I looked up and saw your reaction and I was like, oh God, (laughs) by the way, you can see Tony's reaction here. We're actually filming this. It's on video as well. It's going to be over at adfreeshows.com. Not only do you get these shows early and ad free, but you also get the video and Tony, what do you think of my new studio digs here? Huh? Man, you are living the life of a gigantic mock. Yeah. I am a mock (laughs) and I'm happy to be a mock. And by the way, those belts are sensational. They that's, really are. That's my only non-ringies belt uh, here is the uh, <laughs> NWA Dome Globe, and I'm mm-hmm. still trying to negotiate and work on some things. But I do have a lead, and the belt we're seeing here with Magnum TA, the old United States Championship, there's a chance that that'll be on the shelf sooner rather than later. All right. And I, that's the that's the U.S. belt that was part of the uh, best of seven. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. That's coming up later this year. I'm so excited about the idea of having – the 10 pounds of silver that's like on the short list of all time, great belts to me. And I don't know. I'm keep your fingers crossed for me. I will hopeful that that one will be here soon. I will get there. Well, there, I I think I still have it here. I probably should scan it and post it 
uh, to uh, our Patreon page. But I, I, for some reason, they did take my picture and, and have me one of the uh, people in Charlotte to watch in the 80s. Oh, please do that so we can upload it to social. By the way, a rare commercial break right in the mm-hmm. middle of the match here. You would yeah. think with Nikita, oh, this is going to be 13 seconds. It's actually not. Uh, he's working with Bob Brown, who is a jacked up motherfucker. Yeah. And they actually went to commercial break right in the middle of the match and, and came back and they're still wrestling, which was kind of cool for the era. Hey, Slapdicks, it's time to hit pause on your playback, but stand by. I'll be back to let you know when we're ready to resume. Okay, the internet is the most important thing we got in the entire world. You may say, nah, it's not. Well, it is. That's how we listen to the show. That's how we talk on the phone. That's how we do our work. That's how we shop. So it's important. That's how we pay our bills. So it's important to get secure and private access to the internet. And here's how you do it with a VPN service. You see, a VPN service provides you a secure encrypted tunnel for online traffic to flow. And nobody can see through the tunnel and get their hands on your internet data. NordVPN is the best VPN if you're looking for peace of mind when you use public Wi-Fi, access personal and work accounts on the road, or want to keep your browsing history to yourself. Protect all your devices with NordVPN. Do you use Windows at work, Mac operating system at home, Linux for your special projects? No problem. There's a Nord VPN application for each of these, plus apps for iOS, Android, and Android TV. Oh, and also encrypted proxy extensions for Chrome and Firefox. Best of all, with one Nord VPN account, you can secure up to six, count them, six devices at the same time. And there's a very special Christmas deal from Nord VPN. Every purchase of a two-year plan will get you four additional months free. Go to this website, nordvpn.com slash WHW. Use that coupon WHW at checkout. Again, nord, N-O-R-D, vpn.com slash WHW, and use the coupon WHW at checkout. Get secure and private access to the internet right now. All right, listen up, fellas. It's time to get rid of your stupid cigarettes. All right. They stink. Your vape is lame. Unplug that thing. Throw out your dip. Get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. We've been talking about Lucy for a little while. Lucy's a company that's founded by some Caltech scientists and former smokers. They wanted a tobacco alternative that doesn't suck. They want something better. They want something cleaner. And they researched and developed Lucy for three years because it was made for people, not patients. And here's how I know. They've got nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in wintergreen, cinnamon, or pomegranate. All those flavors sound and taste amazing. They've even got a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine. That's in a cherry ice flavor. But maybe what's best about Lucy, you can enjoy these products anywhere. They're convenient and discreet. When I say anywhere, I mean anywhere. Do it in the gym. Do it in your car. Do it in a plane. Do it at work. Nobody's going to know. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't even have to leave the house. Lucy has delivery down and our, what happened when listeners can go to Lucy.co and use promo code WHW to get 20% off all their products, including gum or lozenges. That's Lucy.co and the promo code is WHW at checkout. Also, I have to give you this disclaimer warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code WHW. Get ready to resume the playback 
now? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually, I'm. I'm kind of surprised because basically each segment was interview, match, interview, break, interview, match, interview, break, and so I'm. I'm really kind of surprised about that. Why they did it that way, I don't know. Um, but then again, you know, things happened. You didn't uh, because you're. You know, you're going live to tape, which I love. Uh, you're. Uh, you got to go on the fly sometimes. It's a live show, basically, right? By the way, this is not Bulldog Bob Brown. I don't want some of our younger listeners to think that that's him. That's a different fellow. But yeah, here's the replay. Yep. Like he's coming. Bam! Oh, he took care of him. He didn't kill him right there. No, he didn't. And didn't. Here, here we, we go. go. A little time with the Russians and a Baron von Raschke line. I hope we know he's injured, but I tell you what, you've got quite a comrade on your team right now. You hurt a little bit, huh? You hurt in you, in you all the town. All the people. Tina, Nelly Lesler, carry, carry you all the front ring. Mega TA. This is just a start how you would hurt a little more and a little more. Though you weak and maybe. Give to Nakita, Tiger You don't already know, Magic TA, how determined Nakita is at winning United States Heavyweight title to accomplish the orders of the Kremlin. You're going to find out yes, how ironic it would be for Nikita, my nephew, to come over, America being the greatest country in all the world, according to the Americans, for Nikita to take away most prestigious title, United States heavyweight title. And there is nothing that's going to stop Nikita from accomplishing this. And Road Warriors, now you see we have purchased the services of comrade Baron Von Rasky from Paul Jones. So you don't matter if it's in Baltimore, Philadelphia, Meadowlands, Atlanta, Rock Hill, any other place throughout the world, you can be sure of one thing. We won't stop until you are out of wrestling altogether. And you know, our battles with these road warriors over the past, you have seen. And the key dads intentionally went into a study about them and found out that their real names is not Animal and Hawk, but they are really the Lee brothers. Ugly and homely. That's his rigging. Was my friend, my comrade, was saying was true. My genius manager, Paul Jones, has given me as a comrade to the Russians. We have formed an excess of power. And whoever gets in our way, Magnum TA, it doesn't matter. Ronnie Garvin, it doesn't matter. Dusty Rhodes, it doesn't matter. Boogie Woogies, it doesn't matter. And the Road Warriors, we have the scores for settling with you. And we are going to find you, Road Runners, someplace, sometime. You're responsible. For Crusher Khrushchev's injury. You're responsible. And we are going to have our revenge. And that is all the people need to know. Let's go back to the ring. The Roadrunners. Uh, we, we found out their legal names aren't Hawk and Animal. They're the Lee brothers. Ugg and Homely. 
Ugg and home. You know, we were, uh, we were, I guess, near the end of the Reagan era by this time. Uh, and, but, uh, during the eighties, you know, the cold war was very much alive and, oh, and yeah. Nikita, Nikita looked like a freaking Russian jacked up steroid, jacked up machine that you always heard about. Oh, Let's oh my God. <laughs> Here we go. I'll be a little just between the cheek and the gun. I mean, I'll be back later for that kiss. <laughs> and he needed something between the cheek and the gum. <laughs> just, just going out there and. <laughs> just his dude, antics were tremendous, weren't they? Dude, look at him pointing and shaking his knees. I'm telling you, he's like the long lost cousin of Michael Hayes. <laughs> By the way, when Michael yeah. finds out we're saying that, you know he's going to come to our houses, right? Yeah, I want him to come to my house. Well, you've been to his. I, I got a, I got a couple of dogs that bite him right in the ankles. What was great is when I drug you over to his house that one time to watch that fight. Mm-hmm. He answers the door, sees you standing there and immediately says, is this a rib? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck and is then, Tony Schiavone doing at my house? Conrad? <laughs> and then he says, this is my dog. Denzel. He doesn't like anybody, but he liked me. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I told Michael, I said, are you, you're mixing your dog up with yourself. You're the one that doesn't like anybody. Not yeah. your dog. He likes everybody. Yeah. His dog's super friendly. Yeah, which is kind of fun. He's like a hundred pound Rottweiler. Yeah. But he just wants to lay in your lap and get his belly rubbed. And, and I need to put this out here. I don't know if I talked about this on this show or not. I presented Michael with a legitimate, cause I saw him do it. He did it for me. John Smoltz signed baseball. Remember? I remember that Denzel chew it up, chewed it up. And Hayes told me Denzel chewed up my ball. I said, well, guess what? You're not getting a fucking another one. You dumbass." Boy, why'd you, why'd you get half hot all of a sudden you got fired because those balls are, I mean, those, that's, that was a night. That was a nice present for a Braves fan. Like I knew he was. Do you think he wanted the fucking dog to chew it up? It was an accident. It's his baby. No, no, yeah. Here's what you do. You stop laying around the house drunk all day and put it up on the mantle or something where the the dog can't get to it. Fuck. I don't know. You can wear shitty looking clothes. And you can wear a, a fanny pack that no one wears anymore, but you can't put your ball up on the fuck. Anyway, look at this elbow. He protected him there, but it looked good. Oh, here we go. Oh. This is a promo and a half. Administrative director, James J. Dillon, Tully Blanchard. It don't take long for James J. to get in the mainstream. Look at this fashion, baby. You know, I love the way the American dream Dusty Rhodes comes out here and tells half truths on worldwide national television, whatever. He comes out here and says, Hey, Tully Blanchard left a good-looking woman. Now he's with a man to go with a man. What does that mean? Well, yes, that's the truth, but he didn't tell you the whole truth. Because Tully Blanchard left his mother to go grocery shopping and went with his father to the gym to train. Now, he would like for you to think that he was referring to Baby Doll. But we know that she's given designer jeans 
she's taking the designer out of designer jeans because so she puts on them Gloria Vanderbilts, that thing doesn't look like a swan anymore. It looks like a Brontosaurus Rex. Now, with a directive from Mr. Bob Geigel, now things are really starting to change because superstars on the Superstation World Championship Wrestling Special Edition on February 7th is head up the American Dream and Mr. Tully Blanchard. And I think without that loaded boot, Mr. Blanchard, it's going to be a whole new ball game. You know, James J., you covered a lot of things right there. But you got one thing to say about Jimmy Valiant. You, my friend, you think Dusty Rhodes is your buddy, your friend, your comrade. Well, I got news for you. What he's doing, when I dropped you on your head, that was a message to him, and he's sitting back in his ivory tower, and he's taking the message. And he's sending you out like the sacrificial lamb to sacrifice. Now, Jimmy Valley, you want to tag with me, Dave Fish, or anything else, you get in the ring, that's fine with me. Now, Dusty Rhodes, you have been exposed. The boot comes off, brother. And you got to get in the ring without that weapon. you got to use your mind, your wrestling ability. And I don't care if you were two times World's Heavyweight Champion, World's Television Champion, National Heavyweight Champion, on a super station, superstars, I'm going to promise the people of the world they're going to see Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, the Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour, that he's going to go down in front of 50 million homes live on television on the superstation. James J., that's all we got. Right you know, Mr. Blanchard has been a sex symbol all along, but Baby Doll was like a sheepdog biting at the heel. Oh, 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 I've seen this thing happen time and time and again in airports and lounges. Oh, how could I top that? We're coming right back. How about that? Just having a lady do a run in to give Tully a kiss. Mm, I have no idea who she was. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. I still don't. I love that. The thing about Gloria Vanderbilt from a swan to a look at these fucking mailbags from, uh, Terry Hamilton of Kansas city, Missouri, Terry, one of the thousands upon thousands of fans who said the dream match I would like to see is the road warriors take on Ivan and Nikita Kola. Well, you remember just this morning, we announced that one of the dream matches would be dusty roads against Tully Blanchard. We're very pleased to announce that we have another dream match scheduled for our special edition. And that will be. Ivan and Nikita Koloff taking on the Road Warriors as part of our Superstars on the Superstation special coming up Friday, February the 7th, David Crockett. It all starts at 10 o'clock Eastern right right here on the Superstation. We say you're the best fans in the world, and we're going to give you your dream match. We've had so much response, though. There's more to come. Keep the cards, the postcards coming in. Mail in a dream match, World Championship Wrestling, 1250 South Omni International, Atlanta, 30303. Still, we'll tabulate your cards only. More yet to come on the dream matches for you, the greatest wrestling fans in the world today. Hey, I know what my dream match is, and I'm sure you do too, Tony. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you now the ultimate male, the most attractive and best professional athlete in the world today, beautiful Bobby. Dude, how great was that segment? That met that card segment where you guys just announced a couple of matches, but the fans went fucking bananas, dude. Mm, yeah, they did. They did because they're going to, that's what they wanted to see. And it's something we never gave them. And 
was a big deal. I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed here why it was just a singles match. Because first of all, when I saw that it was going to be a singles match, I thought maybe Dennis was not around. But as you can see, Dennis is around. The only thing I'm thinking is they didn't have enough job guys. Well, here's what's great too is they're going to have Jim Cornette help out on commentary. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment where Bobby is not only talking to Dennis, he starts talking to Cornette. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just love the idea of a heel talking to his manager in the mm-hmm. middle of the match like this. And you can hear what they're saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, right, what about that haircut here on this? Yeah. Enhancement we talent. We Willie Wilkins. Now we Willie was your nickname in high school, right? Yeah. For much different reasons. Right. Yeah. We'll get into that another time. I'm sure we will. If we won't, you'll make shit up, which you've been known to do. I've never done anything like that. Let's no, track a little have. bit of this here. I would you make would. an idiot out of him. I would embarrass him on national television. I'd be bobbing and weaving. Hey, Bobby. How about a suplex? Vertical suplex. Very good. Vertical suplex. Right here, beautiful Bobby. The greatest repertoire of professional wrestling. Hey, Bobby. Bobby. Double R. Double R. Little, little coaching. Dude, isn't that fun? Yeah, it is. It's a nice Suplex. little thing. Yeah. Call him the spot. Double, Double arm. Double arm. <laughs> but I like it. It's showing, hey, man, this guy can do a wide variety of moves. He's in total control. Yeah. It's almost like when Babe Ruth called his shot, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's every bit like that. Here's what I'm going to do to your ass now. Let's see if you can yeah. stop it. <laughs> nope. See, and this goes back to my feelings on wrestling and other people's feelings on wrestling back that day. Now, when JR came in, uh, the idea was with, of course, JR told, you know, was a syndicator and sold TV shows and wanted to have good TV shows. Jim was very much for main events, you know, on TV. In other words, instead of seeing the Midnight Express on TV in a job, an enhancement match, he he would like to see the Midnight Express against the Rock and Roll Express. And I was very much against that because I was, you know, into this mindset of, of, uh, infomercials, what we were doing, but in, in, in my defense, in Jim's defense, he's right. But in my defense, I'm right. There's nothing wrong with the show at all. Right. It's a good show. Right. You don't have to have main events unless your end result is television ratings. And that's kind of what we're into now, but in, and we, we show some enhancement matches now and then uh, on AEW, but, uh, I just, I, I, I remember in my mind's eye wondering. Oh, here's the Rock wrong? and Roll Express. Uh, it's breaking down here. Let's track it. The Rock and Roll Express. The Midnight Express. Hey, come on. Don't... Jimmy, come on hey, back. Come on. Stay here. Bring your boys back. You want to slap his face? Come on back. What's wrong with you, Cornette? Oh, man, that he is. So we go off to a break here, but dude, the Rock and Roll is doing a run in there. That's a big part of what you're doing all around the horn. Mm-hmm. The, you know, and, and obviously they did it in mid South too. And now yep. we're back with Paul Jones and barbarian. I'm not going to track this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to mention, we've talked a lot about, you know, you even mentioned it earlier. Well, this is the Reagan era and we're not trying to talk politics on the show. We're just saying the cold war thing, the whole America versus Russia deal. Right. To me. And I know everyone listening to this, who's around my age will get this. There's no better demonstration or rather illustration of that. Than Rocky four, Rocky four is the best Rocky ever. Fuck you. If you disagree. And 
it was all about America versus Russia. And that mm-hmm. Ivan Drago character just jumped off the screen. And especially that movie in that time, there was such a sense of patriotism for lack of a better word. It was us together versus the Russians. And in hindsight, yeah, that was all a little stupid, but whatever it was 1985 is when that movie came out. So now when you see the Russians being such a big part of the programming here, I just want to give a little context to what was happening in pop culture. America versus Russia was not only a big deal in the news and politically, but Rocky four dude was a monster hit. Like it did, it did 300 million at the box office in 85. Mm. I mean, Sylvester Stallone was a juggernaut. So Ivan Drago being the, the dominant giant genetically superior Russian. And now here comes Nikita Koloff. It just made sense. Uh, a little backstory of that was that, uh, Dolph Lundgren got the Ivan Drago part. But we were told by Nikita that Nikita was going to read for that part. Yeah. Nikita probably lied about other things too. Well, I, I remember us when Nikita says, yes, I'm going to go read for that part. I remember some of the guys in the back said, well, you're going to get it. Look at you. Right. How could you not? I mean, how could you not? And by so the way, I, that, that did, probably didn't seem like that was that far fetched because let's not mm-hmm. forget Sylvester Stallone was a wrestling fan. I mean, there's yeah. famous photos of him out there with Nick Bockwinkle and Harley race. And of course he cast Hulk Hogan and that really is what set Hulk Hogan in the stratosphere. Yeah, sure. Thunderlips. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if he really read for it or not, but I remember thinking he's going to get it. And then he didn't. And so who knows, uh, by the way, but- I'm just busting balls about him lying to do that. I think it's out there that Kerry Von Eric actually was considered as well because Sylvester uh, Stallone was a wrestling fan. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I do not agree. It was the best Rocky movie, but I'm not going to argue Rocky movies with you here. Oh, you probably like uh, the first one, which I get. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, listen, I'm not arguing that as far as a storytelling device, Rocky mm-hmm. one's hard to beat, but you know, it's often said the sequel is never as good as the original, that type of mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. Rocky two way, way off a cliff. Rocky three. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you like Mr. T whatever. Rocky four was badass, especially yeah. when your kids, when you were a kid, my age, it was all about Rocky four. Sure. You know, the old 1976 or 79 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. It was probably 76. I, I, I wasn't alive. I couldn't, that couldn't be my favorite, but dude, Rocky four. I remember seeing that in the theater. Yeah. As a little kid, by the way, Ronnie Garvin is really putting this big fellow through the paces. There's a couple mm-hmm. moments early in the match where it looked like Ronnie really wanted to hurt him. I think he does here too. I think he's in stretching mode here. Yeah. It's like he wasn't cooperating the way he wanted him to. And mm-hmm. he did land right. a few shots and the kid sold it right away. But it's like right now, Ron just wants to remind you, Hey man, you may be mm-hmm. big, but I'm in total control. Yep. And apparently this kid, I don't know if this kid said something in the back or was trying to be stiff with Ronnie. But as you can tell, the kid's trying to get out of it and Ronnie's putting him back right back in it. My name's Mark Hawk. And, uh, yeah, Ron's having fun with him. And by the way, just look at Ron's physique. I know again, he's not the most giant dude. He's not super jacked, but everything on him. I mean, he is like one big muscle. Mm -hmm. He, he is lean and mean, and he looks like a legitimate contender. Mm -hmm. So I understand, you know, the, the, the thought process and pushing him and, oh man, look at him rubbing (laughs) his face into the mat. My God. Yeah, something's up here. 
uh, guys. <laughs> he is bullying. Oh, that was a real kick. Yes, oh, it was. That was not a fuck around. Oh man. Yeah, oh, just yeah. Lord. You better start selling fast. Ronnie Garvin, watch out, dude. I had no idea that Cassio's <sighs> uncle was on this, but apparently Ron Garvin thought he owed him money. I hope they show the replay of that uh, Hands of Stone connect. See if it really. If he here we go. Here we go. Ah, he helped him. Yeah, he hit him with the palm of his hand. Yeah. Oh, here we go. This is a right. rare Black Bart interview. You heard the words uh, from Paul Jones, $10,000. That's quite an inducement. Woo! That's a lot of money, Tony. You know, Paul Jones has been out here hollering, screaming. He's had his big barbarian out here. It looks like a big old Brahma bull been bellowing and issuing all kind of challenges. Well, I've been, all, I've been thinking so far, maybe it's just a bunch of hot air. But then Jones kindly said something. He said $10,000. Now that gets no poor boys dandruff up just a little bit. You know, I'm just like anybody else out there in this whole world. I'm trying to make it, brother. And $10,000 is a big payday for anybody. I don't care who he might be. But Jones, I've been double-crossed before. I don't trust somebody like you. What I want to know is when you talk about three feats of strength, I want you to explain yourself a little bit. You're talking about a tug of war, a human chain, and a bench press. I want to know, do you have to go out there and win all three of these? Do you have to go out there and win two out of three? Exactly what are the rules laid down here? Because, Jones, I don't trust you for one little bit. And the people out here, they all know what kind of man you are. You didn't get the name, Weasel. You earned it, brother. So you just lay it out there on the line. You talking about people ain't got guts. Well, right here, I am looking you eyeball to eyeball. Let's just get it all straightened out, brother. Let's get it down in fine writing, and we'll just see how strong your man is. Like I says, I'm just an old cowboy trying to make it, and $10,000 of your money would go a long way, brother. Cowboy Ron Baz issuing to Paul Jones. What are the rules for the of strength and we're coming right back hey, that was a pretty good little promo well ron old school man i mean he, he was in florida with dusty and he knew how to do a promo he, he knew exactly how to do it look in the camera talk to your adversary but talk to the people in the in their homes as well he so knew he, what he was doing so here's black bart versus yep. josh stroud i uh, mm -hmm. jumped ahead on our tiles at the mm -hmm. bottom but black bart i think is still my favorite, maybe, maybe second favorite promo you ever tracked here. Yeah. We watched an old one back in the day and he had the cowbell and you and made fun of him head. for doing jobs for $10 in Shelby, North Carolina. And right. He called the cowbell, your hemorrhoid catcher. Yeah. It was great stuff. By the way, this, this enhancement talent looks mm -hmm. like the star of the match. Josh Stroud is Jack to the gills. I mean, really good look here. And I just think if you showed everybody who, you know, didn't know either one of these talents side-by-side -side photos and said, Hey, who was the bigger star in wrestling? You would probably pick Josh Stroud. Yeah, you would. I mean, but he looks like the prototype of a wrestler, but black Bart looks like a fucking madman. Bart Bart was making a, what I thought was a critical mistake in this match. And you'll, you'll notice it when I say it, and I hope he still does it. There's a monitor there and he's watching himself too much in the monitor. Yeah. He probably can't help it. Yeah. I know some, some people couldn't have Lex Luger was like that too. Oh yeah. See, you could see him do it. He would always yeah. like tilt the yeah. obliques and all that, trying mm -hmm. to make sure he could see him. See Bart, Bart you just see his eyes. He looked at uh, Randy and he, he just, he's just watched himself every move, which is, I get it. There's, he, he just, but he, he can't help. He can't keep his eyes off the monitor, which to me, I always thought 
stop watching yourself and just do it. Well, and he, that was, here's the thing too, though, Tony, I don't think anybody knows he's watching the monitor, but you, because you're yeah, there and you know, so we don't yeah. know, but you know, right. Oh man. He sold that fucking top rope deal in a major way. Mm-hmm. What did this Josh Stroud dude do outside of this? Uh, I think he, uh, I think he worked for, uh, well, I was going to say for Jimmy John's, but I don't think they were in existence. Maybe subway back then. Oh, jsbodymaker.com. He was an enhancement talent, even for WWE former iron man, Mr. USA pro wrestler and natural nationals champion turned personal trainer. Wow. Alabama A&M university. What up Alabama Huntsville? In fact, well, there you go, man. Uh, you know what? I need a personal trainer. Well, let's get you one right here on the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for a personal trainer. Uh, and, uh, I always have worked better with females. Um, (laughs) What are you laughing about? I'm serious. I didn't realize this was turning into a fucking, it's not, it's not, let me, let me, let me tell you why I work better with females. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. Because I I've tried a couple of personal trainers and they've always been fucking muscle heads. I what? can't be, I can't be as strong and fast and lean and, and big as you can. Okay. So stop it. Well, why don't we just try getting you with, uh, Richard Simmons? He helped great friend of the show. Uh, I'm, I'm being serious by the way. He okay. did help yeah, Jeff okay. Jewett, but here, here I, he is. Listen to the pop Magnum's going to get when he takes his shades off here by the okay. U.S. heavyweight champion, Magnum TA. Well, speaking of bad men. Got to talk about Nikita Koloff. Now, Nikita, I couldn't help but listen to your words, even though your broken English kind of hard to understand. You talked about maybe having a little satisfaction with yourself because you caused me some pain. Well, my friend, there's been a lot of people out there caused me pain before. I can live with blues, pain, and agony. That's the way I like it. I like living on the edge. I like a little adversity. So if you, my friend, and all your Russian comrades, German comrades, anybody you want to bring into this, well, bring it on, because I'm not backing up from you or anybody else. This belt is mine. The only fear I have in life is that this would one day be around a Russian waist, and you had to put me out forever to get that done. U.S. heavyweight champion Magnum T.A. back with the Russians, Baron Von Raschke, and much more. Don't go away. Dude, you were a pro. How about him though? Seriously. He came out earlier yeah. and did a promo without the shades. He comes mm-hmm. back out with them. And mm-hmm. as soon as he takes them off, the women go wild. They go wild, man. Oh, oh. to you. Here we hey. go. Of the man who says he'll be the next U S heavyweight champion. U S heavyweight champion. He says Nikita Koloff. Oh, Megatia. How, how do you call these Megatia now? Freedom Rider. <laughs> right, Megatia, you know going to work. Nakita get on you. And you talk about pain. You got a lot of pain to come, Megatia. <laughs> Freedom Rider, he calls himself. He comes out there and says, you'd have to put him out of wrestling before he'd give up the United States heavyweight title. That's what he said, yes. Well, Nikita is not beyond those means. He can put this magnum out of wrestling for good. If that's what he wants, he wants to wrestle this type of way, that is fine. Nikita is ready for him. And now we are waiting to watch our comrade, Baron Von Rasky, new member to the Kolov family, because Paul Jones lent him to us. 
for X amount of American dollars. Now, Road Warriors, you're going to find out the devastation of the Kolob family, along with Comrade Baron Vondrasky. Don't forget, the Road Warriors, part of our dream Let's match against the Kolob. Let's go to the Let's ring. So Baron Von Rasky going to be taking on Rocky King, who was a big mm-hmm. part of the programs back in the day, and yep. even famously had a little bit of a run with the uh, Freebirds. You got any good mm-hmm. Rocky King stories you can share with us? Uh, no, the only thing I, I, I do know about Rocky was he was, I, I can tell you about this. Rocky was one of the friendliest, nicest guys in the back. Uh, and, and I think that Rocky got a little bit of a push just because he was like that. He was a good guy. Uh, he was very personable there. You know, there, there's a couple of ways you can handle yourself backstage. You can stay to yourself and be intimidated by guys or just be a quiet guy, or you can be a guy that's very, uh, very friendly, very outspoken, very, not necessarily vocals, not the term, but, uh, just a, a good guy to be around. And Rocky was like that. And, and Rocky had a good look about him. You know, you, you see, he's, he's fighting back a little bit. They would give him some stuff, but, uh, I, th- I think Rocky made his way because just because of his personality backstage, everybody liked Rocky, man, good kid. So, um, that seems th- that's to be the case. I mean, any, literally anybody I've ever talked to about Rocky King. They all mm-hmm. say the same thing you just did, that everybody loved him. Just super yeah. nice guy. Yeah, he was a good kid. And so Rocky uh, Rocky always always got booked. And yeah, he, he did have that little run with the free birds, which is probably, you know, better than, I, better than nothing. Or here we go, the big claw. Well, where are you, you know, at on the claw? Listen, I hate the claw. Like I got it. heat with the claw, but you dig it. it. Yep. Just because I was a Blackjack Mulligan fan. That's mm-hmm. why. I say, yeah, uh, I love it. Uh, and of course, uh, Rashke had the great facials to go with it. He had tremendous facials. Uh, here's one thing I was thinking about during Nikita's interview. Yeah. That, that the, what looked like a homemade shirt to me that he had on. Don't you think we could have put up a little thing and marketed that thing? Gee, of course we could have. Oh, of course. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, here he is. Rick Flair. This is the promo of the week. Blanchard, huh? Brother, let me tell you, Tony Blanchard, you've always been the kind of man that I admired in my own kind of way. But today, brother, you lived up beyond all expectations. I might even consider that blonde for Space Mountain sometime. That's how hot that number was. Now, David Crockett, come on over here one time, guy. You know, a lot of people think that Ric Flair rides so high in the sky that sometimes he forgets to touch base. So we're all going to go to school right here for a couple of minutes. Number one, the National Wrestling Alliance is what's happening in professional sports. And I'm the world's heavyweight champion. Arnold Anderson, my great cousin, is the world TV champion and one half of the National Tag Team Champions. Dusty Rhodes the national heavyweight champion, Magnum TA, the U.S. champion. In other words, what I'm telling you folks, I might not like everybody, but the names I'm mentioning are the who's who in professional wrestling. Even the Rock and Roll Express and all their training bra-wearing fans are what's happening in wrestling today. Now, I can't help it that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can dance all night long. I can't help it 
that I'm the greatest wrestler alive today. But I'll tell you this, Dusty Rhodes, you got no more boot. So, brother, the leg is back on the line. And Ronnie Garvin, brother, I'm going to style and profile for you for about 30 seconds. And then you really think about it. Do you really want to jump on Space Mountain Woo! against all odds? Girls, I'm going to be available anywhere you see my name on the marquee. And you can ride Space Mountain all night long for Edo. If you're 18 years old or over. Woo! That's the world champion. The one and only Ric Flair. We're coming right back. How tickled was David <laughs> girls? I'm available. And then when he said 18 years of age or older, do you see David's reaction? It was almost like David said, Oh, thank God. He said that. <laughs> I, I love too. by the way, that little interlude of, I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can dance all night long, dude. Yeah. They've made that like some YouTube remixes over the years. And it just tickled yeah. me. And so when I watched this last night, I was like, Oh, it's this show. And by the way, we see, uh, this is the main event we were teasing earlier. The Italian mm-hmm. stallion and Don Carnoodle going to be taking on, uh, Tully and Arn Anderson. And by the way, at the start of this match is when you start shouting out, by the way, uh, what was a happy anniversary to so-and-so and such and such. <laughs> that was the only thing about this show that felt small time at times mm-hmm. when you're yeah. doing birthday announcements and, and anniversary announcements, it feels like the old. Uh, local newscast, right? Yeah. And I guess that's what they wanted to feel. And, and again, I go back to how many uh, t-shirts could we have sold? Right. Well, yeah. and, and here's the thing, you know, and it, this is going to be dropping later this month, I think, but I did almost five hours with Jim Crockett jr. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be able to drop it all in one piece. And I know some mm-hmm. people are disappointed by that and oh, give it to us all. I get it. But here's the thing to edit in graphics and photos and mm-hmm. and I'm working on some Easter eggs too. We've got something really cool. I'll tell you about off air. I'm trying to add anyway, I'm saying all that to say, one of my big questions to Jim was in hindsight is one of the biggest missing pieces, the lack of staff. I mean, it, it's yeah. not, it's not as if Jim Crockett personally needed to go run a merchandise department, but he needed to be able to call, find an executive to sort of head up that department and run with it. Mm-hmm. But in this era, dude, there aren't rock and roll action figures. There should be, yeah. right. There aren't rock and roll t-shirts out the ass. There should be mm-hmm. like everybody in the crowd should be wearing a, a road mm-hmm. warrior or rock and roll express, whatever. Yeah. But they're not. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, the appetite wasn't there. And I think sometimes when, when people see that, they think, well, that's, they must not have been able to do it. No, they just didn't have the infrastructure. That's really right. what we're talking about. Right. Their business was in the old school live event. He was doing it the same way as dad did. And we talk a lot about that in the interview with Jim, which will be coming up. Hopefully part one, uh, here in the next two weeks or so, uh, with Jim. And then we'll, we'll drop part two. That's my plan anyway, is to drop it in two pieces mm-hmm. because it's just too much to sit down and, and do five hours all at once. Right. I get that. Uh, I want to say something about the Italian stallion. Yeah, please do. One of the biggest con men ever. Uh, I always he, got along with, uh, he was, his, uh, his ring name was, uh, Italian stallion, Gary Cortinelli. I think his real name was like Gary Sabal. Here, here's my question though. Did you feel that way before or, or, or after talking to Matt Hardy? I mean, I know that 
you oh, caught I, up I with? knew I knew he was a con man. Okay. I got along with him, but I knew he was a con man. And then after talking to Matt Hardy, I realized, man, I was right to a much lesser extent than I thought. Uh, because, and I think we brought up the story before, you know, he, he trained guys, but he also milked them for money. And I think he actually forced them to get out of the van. He was driving to a WWF event with them and he stopped the van and he said, if you don't give me like a hundred dollars now, you're going to have to walk the rest of the way. So, uh, that's, uh. That's kind of more vicious than I thought that uh, that the Italian Stallion was. I always thought he was kind of a friendly guy. We, we talked, and we always had a laugh or two. Uh, he told me about all these ideas, that he had a, a, a cleaning service. Not only he's telling me the truth or not, he told me he had a cleaning service. I said, what kind of – he said, it's a carpet cleaning service. It's called the Italian Stallion Steamer. He said, I go in and, and uh, steam people's carpets and uh, clean their carpets for a fee. I said, do you have all that equipment? He said, you can rent it at a grocery store. I said, Jesus Christ. So to me, he was always hustling. Okay. So good for him. Well, yeah, good for him. I mean, I know how you feel about that. Yeah. But you know, I, I just thought that. And then again, you know what, if you would tell me that you'd done that, I would say good for him. If the, if, if the Italian time, Italian tells me I've done that, I would say hey, he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there you go. And look, uh, Don Kernodal, did you go to the, uh, you were there that, that we didn't know each other by that at time, but did you go to the Ole Anderson roast? I did. Yeah. And Don got up there and started crying. Yeah. It meant a lot to him. Yeah, it did. Uh, because look, Ole and Ole, by the way, just celebrated a birthday, yes, I think. Did. And Tully Blanchard did too, just celebrated the birthday. Uh, and, uh, Ole, even though he was a miserable old fuck in many ways, meant a lot to a lot of guys who, you know, came through the business at that time. And I'm, I'm one of them. Ole meant a lot to me. Let, let him up, uh, meant a lot to Don as well. And it was good seeing Don. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And Jesus, that thing that we went to was like, how many years ago now? Uh, the, when I saw you, I believe it was uh, 2015. Yeah. So we're talking now it's like six years ago. God, yeah. now time flies away. Um, but no, so, I, I loved, by the way, your tribute to Oli because Oli, uh, you know, there's like a dais and everyone's on it on a stage, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, on a platform behind a table, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a big podium in the middle, but Oli was, was wheelchair bound at the moment mm-hmm. and yep. he was seated on the floor mm-hmm. and he wasn't hearing well. And so as people would go up and pay their tribute, he would often, you could see him look to Peggy or someone else and say, what did right. he say? What did he say? Right. And you got up, said a few nice things, talked to those, you know, shared the story about the first time you really got a peek behind the curtain and, and how important that was to your life and how your life was never the same and how old he was such a big part of that and how, you know, you just really wanted to convey exactly what he meant to you, but you didn't want to just say it and everybody else hear it. You wanted him to hear it. So you got down on the floor, off the stadium, uh, off the podium, got down Eye to eye, still had the microphone so the whole room could hear you. And do you remember what you said? Yes. I said, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And in typical only fashion, I said, did you hear that? And he went, no. It's tremendous. (laughs) And I know he heard it, but he wasn't going to put it over. It was tremendous. (laughs) And by the way, you got to remember context is king. Mm -hmm. The folks in the audience that day had no idea that you talked like that in real life. 
They right. were only used to talking head TV Shivani. Right. We'll be right back after these words. <laughs> so when he gets up and gives this touching tribute mm-hmm. and then gets down in his face and yells, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Everyone died. And I thought, Man. I got to get this motherfucker on a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Here we are. So the Ole Anderson tribute led, led to what I am now. Look at behind <laughs> the set. You can see just shit in the background. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's cool, man. You don't see that shot very often. No, by the way, and they're giving these guys a lot, you know, this is a TV main event. Normally this is just straight up enhancement stuff. And you know, they eat them up in a minute or two, but they're going several minutes and there's even going to be a moment here in a few that I don't think a lot of people would have seen come until he goes up top and Cornoodle catches him and turns it into a power slam. Mm-hmm. It's quite a maneuver. And especially in this era, you know, because this was supposed to just be bang, bang, bang done. Yeah. Well, listen, a couple of years before this, Don Kernodal was teaming with Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. And they were big, they were big main eventers. Um, and so, yeah, so Don, Don, uh, Don had quite a run. I mean, I, I never, I never thought Don was top of the line, but I believe he and Sergeant Slaughter were world tag team champions at one time. If I'm right. You are correct. Uh, and by the yeah. way, I want to mention the next day, we've already talked about what you did later this day. The next day you're in uh, Marietta. So just outside of Atlanta, there we go. Is what you're talking about. Boom. Right. Dude. There. Wasn't that cool. That was very cool. Yeah. So I'm just ahead. saying you didn't, you don't really expect that in this era. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just saying you guys are all over the place later this same day. You're in Columbus, Georgia in Greensboro. The next day you're in Marietta on the 27th. You're in Greenville on the 28th. You're in rock Hill, South Carolina. That's a TV taping. Uh, and then, uh, Ric Flair would make an appearance down at championship wrestling from Florida in Orlando on the 29th. JCP is at the Dorton arena in Raleigh on the 30th. You'd hit Washington, North Carolina, uh, mm-hmm. on the 31st, you'd be in Beckley, West Virginia and Columbia, South Carolina. And of course we're back here doing TV on February 1st in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And there you see they're victorious and listen to the way you get off the air. We will see you next week on World Championship Wrestling. The action starts right here. It's like you were short for time and, you know, your voiceover appears over the credits. Yeah, it, it, we obviously were because they gave them too much time. And it's it's kind of funny to me that <clears throat> we had Nikita talk twice, but didn't have, didn't have Arn talk twice, right? <laughs> and, and really, in hindsight, Arn should have talked twice because he was so good at it. And it was a, it was a bigger angle. So the angles are... Uh, dusting the boot with Arn and Flair and Ronnie Garvin, Nikita and Magnum right now, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. So that's kind of what's going on. And Paul Jones offering a, a challenge with, you know, a test of strength against his man and some, some good stuff, man. I just, uh, again, brings back some great memories and jogs my memory, remembers how much I love the sport. It does, uh, if nothing else. It reminds me how much I love pro wrestling. I want to mention too, we, uh, we've decided we want to keep this thing going even on adfreeshows.com. So Tony and I are going to sit down and watch mid Atlantic championship wrestling. Uh, and we're going to watch the entire month of January, uh, which will be the fourth, the 11th, the 18th and the 25th over at adfreeshows.com. We'll also get it up over at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Next week, we're going to be back with February 8th. I know what you're thinking. What happened to February 1st? It's not on the network. 
So we can't watch it along with you. It does exist. It is out there if you want to go find it, but we know if WWE doesn't want it posted, then it's not going to be posted. And if we share a big link here to some sort of back door where it's posted, they're probably going to come yank it down. So we'll miss February 1st, but don't worry. We've got four weeks of January TV coming your way on Patreon. And of course at adfreeshows.com. next week, we'll be back with February 8th, 1986. And, uh, we're just a couple of weeks away from the debut of the big gold belt, man. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be cool to see that thing. Make its first appearance. No more dome globe. One of the great years in pro wrestling really was, I, I want to say something here. We talked about it at the start. Uh, the, the, the website is butts in seats, comics, comic, a uh, singular butts in seats, comic.com. Uh, where you can go and learn more about the graphic novel we're coming out with about, it's about my life. Uh, I decided, uh, thanks to uh, help from Mike Dawkins and Dave Silva and everybody that instead of writing a book, we would do a graphic novel about my life because my life's been a kind of a fairy tale comic book anyway. So, uh, that's, that's the, the Kickstarter is not started yet, but you can read more information about that. And we appreciate your support. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah. So what you want to do that. is go to butts and seats, comic.com. You'll see it's the Kickstarter. And then you just want to click the whole notify me on launch. As mm-hmm. we're doing this, there's roughly 200 fans who have already discovered it sort of on their own. Uh, but we would love to have your support. We are going to do a very limited run. We're going to do a cool little launch and Tony, uh, I know you like this we've teased and we, we, I believe they have them in hand now over the next week or so. Dave Silva is going to start shipping out our ad free shows, comic book. Yeah. How cool is that, man? You're Batman. I mean, we made you Batman. Yeah. And we got a BAT girl as well. well you do. And in that's there, probably a story for another time, maybe, but Listen, this has been fun. I love covering 1986 with you. Don't forget. We've got four episodes coming your way. January 4th, January 11th, January 18th and January 25th, the syndicated show. It's just as fun. They're shorter episodes. They're about 47 minutes each, but man, I'm having so much fun with this old stuff. I can't get enough. And if you're like me, you want to check out adfreeshows.com and patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday next week. It's February 8th. It's going to be a big card. It always is. And, uh, Tony, right now, it looks like it's about that time. Absolutely. Comrade, just about that time as uh, Tony Schiavone starts to walk to the ring, it looks like he's going to bring out the BAT girl to be his valet. And oh my God, it's Lauren Yaffe. Yes. She fits the description quite well. We are desperately out of time. We'll see you next week on what happened when on Wednesdays on Westwood one, but on Mondays we are on Patron. Steven's brand new deep Navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dip. Twinkle, twinkle rose is here, but time is already running out because the brand new color sells out each year. Don't miss out. Imagine on Valentine's day when she opens this really cool gift box and out slides a blue rose trimmed in gold. You know, the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets, and you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. It's breathtaking. Go now to see this real 24-karat gold rose deeply dipped in pure 24-karat gold with petals in this unique and dazzling blue color that mimics the stars in the sky. Exclusively available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Real jewelers, real roses, really dipped in pure 24-karat gold with a real lifetime guarantee. It's always the number one Valentine's Day gift that lasts forever. 
It comes with your own free personal love note and ships fast and free to the real love of your life, your wife, daughter, or sweetheart. And it says, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Check out the entire collection of Stephen's Famous Roses. Roses started only $59. Go right now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Hey, before we get out of here, I want to remind you that at SaveWithConrad.com, we don't just help people refinance. We can help you buy your dream home. But don't take my word for it. Check out Mickey. That's right. Mickey James from WWE. She and her husband, the NWA world champion, Nick Aldis, went to SaveWithConrad.com. We hooked him up and they left us this five-star review. Conrad and his entire team were amazing. We found the perfect house and they worked so hard to make it a reality. So grateful. I would suggest them to anyone looking to buy a home, refinance, or upgrade their existing home. If you want someone who will work hard for you, this is your team. Thanks guys. Mickey. No, thank you, Mickey. We appreciate you and Mr. Aldous putting your faith and confidence in us. And we're going to treat you guys listening at home right now the exact same way. We're hooking up all the stars and you can be our next success story. I want to remind you with the interest rates lower than ever, that means your buying power is at an all time high. What's that mean in layman's terms? You can get a bigger, nicer, better house with a cheaper monthly payment than ever before. Find out how easy it is to get started right now at savewithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And by the way, if you don't qualify right now, we're going to get you a battle plan to show you how to qualify later this year. But you need to start right now at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And did I mention we're licensed in more than 40 states? Step one to getting into your dream home, SaveWithConrad.com.